It's not unusual to find plenty of wine caves and wine cellars in wine country. What is unusual is discovering a sophisticated broadcast facility inside these well-protected and often top-secret chambers. But maybe it really isn't that surprising that America's number one wine broadcast originates from the soul of wine country. And it is our great privilege to do all we can to inspire you. If you drink wine simply because, well, it's a drink, we've got our work cut out. For literally thousands of years, wine has fueled celebrations, ended conflicts, and provided the ultimate connection between one human being and another. It makes food taste better, lifts spirits, sparks our imagination, and beckons us to slow down and love life. If that all sounds good to you, you're in the right place. So sit back, clear your head, put any worries you have on hold, and join us as we go in search of this week's Grape Encounter. But be warned, we speak a much different language than what you typically experience in most wine-centric environments. But you didn't come here because you're ordinary, did you? Good, because your host, David Wilson, is here to take you far, far away from the beaten path. Here's David. And it is time for your weekly grape encounter. Folks, I got to tell you, I am wearing thin. Basically, I've tried to find the silver lining in COVID-19. And I've got a lot of things done that I didn't think I'd ever get to because, uh, you know, I've just been here sequestered and I don't have a wife or children. I just have Henry, my little ball of attitude, a dog. So I really have made the most of this. But lately, the last few days, I'm starting to flip out. I got to tell you. One of the things that's really kind of brought me down in recent weeks is, you know, my job is to report about the fun side of wine and to turn you on to fun opportunities and things to do. And while I am really, really astonished by the effort that's been put in by the wine industry to bring some level of normalcy to consumers, some of it's starting to wear on me because it's just so much of the same. But I got a really, really, really nice surprise when I received an invitation from Christy Charles of Foresight Wine. And she's with me now. You're up in Boonville, right? We are. Anderson Valley in Mendocino County. Gosh, the last time I saw you was, what, 2016? Is that about right? Yeah, that's about right. It's been a while. So we have been a sponsor for a great event, which you guys have heard me talk about many times, Wine Song, which goes on at the Mendocino Botanical Gardens, right on the coast. It's just a breathtaking property, but I think one of the very best wine enjoyment opportunities. And I know, Christy, you go to a lot of these kinds of things. How weird does it feel to not be participating in events like Wine Song this year? It's bizarre for us. I do most of the hospitality. So, you know, every month we have an event, whether it's here at the winery or we're out and about pouring and to not have visitors and not have events. It is odd. It's different. The thing that has really been weighing on me the last, well, probably the last week, and I mean this quite sincerely, this is coming out of the mouth of a clown. There's no question about the fact that people are hungry for the opportunity to get back to what they're used to. But I even have a wine shop of my own and people come in and they come in with their masks on and good on them and I wear mine and I don't like wearing it. 
and it's uncomfortable and it gets hot underneath it. But I do it because I know that's what I need to do. But I think we're trying to make the argument that, you know, this is the new normal and, you know, everything's just fine. And it's not, right? I mean, your business can't be anything like what it used to be. And I think that, you know, we have to get ourselves into a frame of mind where we go, hey, this is going to go on for a while. And, you know, how do we bring the pleasure back into this? How do we take the attention off of the masks? And I'm not saying take off the mask. I'm saying take the attention off of it and create experiences that are very pleasurable because I really believe that the way that we have to live right now with the social distancing, the masks and everything else, I think it's causing a lot of people to just say, you know what? Not worth it. I'm just going to stay home. We'll barbecue in the backyard. What are your thoughts? I agree. I don't think, you know, until we have a vaccine and we're past, you know, all of this, who knows? I don't think, you know, normal will return. And I'm sure it will not be what we knew is normal before this. For us, we're looking at, you know, reopening eventually for tastings, but it's going to be a very different experience. It'll be by appointment, private, outdoor as much as possible. So it's changing even here for our hospitality side, what the new normal for wine tasting will be. Okay. So let's talk about some of those changes. And you mentioned the tastings being outside and being by appointment. You know, that has the potential to be a better experience. I mean, it's really up to you as a winery owner to create that experience, to create the atmosphere, the environment, and to take the attention off of the necessities that we have to deal with in the face of COVID-19. Are you guys having those kinds of conversations? And now if I got this right, it's you, your husband, your mom and dad, right? Yes. Am I missing anybody? What about Ozzy? Oh, yes. Ozzy is no longer with us, our winery dog, but we do have Sasha now. Oh, great. Uh, So we always have a furry friend and we actually, we have a five-year-old son too. So he helps out, you know, as a five-year-old cat around the property. You know, dogs are less work. (laughs) (laughs) They are. It's a topic for another time, but I think the whole idea of raising your children in a vineyard environment is just such a beautiful thing. And I can tell you almost without exception, every person I've ever met that grew up on a vineyard became a person who really appreciates life in a very different way, sees the beauty and things that uh, those who live in the city may not see. We are so spoiled with the views we have every day. It's true. You really learn to appreciate nature and, you know, farming, how much work it is. (laughs) You're right, right? Yeah. So here's what turned me on about what you guys sent out. There were two things. First of all, as I started to read it, you know, it was yet another virtual tasting. And these days lately, I'm, I'm almost trashing those because I get about 40 of them a day, I'll bet you. But it only took just a couple seconds more of reading to see what the difference was. The two things were, first, that it's a barrel tasting. And that's something that even if you are going out to wineries and you know, you're know you having a winery weekend in whatever wine country you go to, you know there aren't very many places where you can do a barrel tasting to begin with. So that in and of itself is wonderful. And you know when we say barrel tasting, we're, you know, the wine is coming right out of the barrel, right? Yes. Okay. Yeah. So there's another thing in conjunction with that that really put a smile on my face, which is you're not sending out full bottles. You're sending out small sample bottles. And one of the 
objections that I've had to what's going on with virtual tastings is a lot of people are just saying, ah, oh, you know, just go online and uh, buy three of our bottles or two of our bottles or four of our bottles, and then we'll all get on Zoom together or, you know, whatever platform you use, and we'll taste these wines together. That is so contrary to what a tasting is. We taste it first, and then we buy the bottle, right? That needs work, right? <laughs> How do you feel yeah. about that? I know you don't want to, you're a nice person, so I'm never going to get you to say, oh, I hate when people do that. But share your thoughts. You know, I, I definitely think wineries are just trying to navigate whatever this new normal is, as we talked about. And, you know, they have bottled wine. That's what they have available. Yeah. But we did want to do something different. And the third weekend in July every year is typically the Anderson Valley Barrel Tasting Weekend, which, of course, yeah. has been canceled. So we we wanted to salvage this event, which we, you know, we normally host visitors in the cellar and our winemaker, you know, is thieving samples from the barrels and talking and tasting. And we didn't want to lose that this summer. We wanted to somehow keep that that event alive because yeah. it's so much fun, you know, to be able to sample from barrels and see wine that isn't yet bottled, but they're final blends. So they're close. Um, and to be able to talk about the year and talk about the wine and how the wines will change over time is just a really fun experience, I think, for wine drinkers. It's like somebody sending you the latest, greatest version of the iPhone a month before it's released to the general public and you get the the joy of experiencing something that just isn't available anywhere on the planet. And that's yeah. that's a wonderful thing. And, I, I, you know, I could even see groups of winemakers in a place like the Anderson Valley, which is so known for Pinot Noir. And I could see you guys getting together and expanding this to something much bigger where it might be multiple wineries that are sending out barrel samples. It's such a good idea. Uh, yeah, I mean, it's, a, it's an A-plus idea, so much so that I am awarding you guys the Winery of the Month Award. Now, we don't actually have one of those. Uh-huh. We don't have one of those, but we're, we're going to do it anyway, right? Absolutely. We'll take it. Okay. Well, we've got a lot more to talk about. And there, oh, by the way, there is one other thing about this uh, tasting that you're doing that I failed to mention, but I'm going to save that for when we come back from the break. We're talking to Christy Charles. She, along with her husband, mom and dad, founded Foresight Wine uh, back in 2006. Six. Yeah, 2006. Wonderful people. I've had Christy on the show before. And, you know, they've got such a great reputation, a great attitude and great ideas. So we're going to really dig into some, you know, positive ways to get your normal life back or actually spring into a new normal that is of your creation because we've got to look at the world differently. All right, Christy, stick with me, okay? All right, we'll be back with more Grape Encounters right after this. You know, even though I spend almost every waking hour trying to track down all things wine, Total Wine and More is always several steps ahead. Total Wine doesn't just sell the same old, same old. They're always busy forging relationships with the best producers so that they're able to provide exceptional wines that are exciting and new to you at incredible prices. And for a contactless experience, try their new curbside pickup option. Simply order online for an easy new way to shop at TotalWine.com. I know that I'm a radio show, but one of the side benefits, unexpected side benefits of having to do all of my interviews remotely is I get to use certain tools which allow me to look at my guest face to face. And believe me, when you're hunkered down in the wine cave for 
you know, three and a half months. It's great to see a human face. Some people won't go on with me because they haven't shaved in months or, you know, they haven't changed their clothes. That is not the case with Christy Charles of Foresight Wines. And she is delivering great big smiles in abundance here today. And I'm so glad, Christy, to have you guys on. I have the greatest respect for your family, your organization. But today I'm paying tribute to your creativity because you're doing something that I think is just just stellar. And it is very different than what we're all getting used to. And yeah, we're doing a lot of these virtual tastings, but, you know, they often lack any magic. And what you're doing instead is you're doing a virtual barrel tasting where you're literally taking samples out of the barrel putting them into bottles. You got a bottle there you can show me? We're going to do. We're going to take this and we're going to post it. So that is what you're going to get. What, three of those? Is that right? These, yes. So these are 187 milliliters. So they're like two healthy pours. So good for a couple to taste. Yeah. We're doing three. So these are three different blends of Pinot Noirs that we produce here. So you'll get these and you'll get to taste alongside our winemaker as he actually pulls the same wine from the barrels and talks about each blend in the year and, you know, the winery and everything that's going on. Now, so can we expect him to say things like, well, you know, this one's going to need a little adjustment in this way or that way. Will we hear that kind of candor? Or are your wines just perfect from start to finish anyway? <laughs> um, they're just perfect. Uh, <laughs> no, you know, we actually make very traditionally produced wines. So yeah. there is really no adjustments being made. You know, we're using all wild yeast. They're unfined, unfiltered. So, you know, they're more on the natural winemaking side. Yeah, so yeah. what you're tasting um, in these little bottles in July, July 25th, when we have the virtual Zoom tasting is what exactly will go into barrel a few weeks later. Or sorry, into bottle, I mean. Right. A few weeks now, later. now let me ask you, once you go into bottle, how long will you hang on to that inventory before you release it to uh, the consumers? So for futures, um, we actually release it the next spring. Okay. So a couple of the blends may be released here in the tasting room, but a few of them that the, the futures participants um, and purchasers will get will not be released to the tasting room for, you know, another six, eight months. Wow. So you get a little preview of the wines, actually, before we've released them here. And you raise a very important point, which, yes, I know that the people who listen to this show probably have a lot more wine knowledge than uh, the average consumer. But I'm not sure that people fully appreciate the concept of bottle time. And where I really came to appreciate it was when I opened up a tasting room and I've got hundreds of different wines in there. And, you know, sometimes I'll bring in a wine that I think is really, really good. And I know the producer and I have some confidence that it's going to even get better, but it's a little bit young. And there've been a couple cases where I've said, you know, maybe I shouldn't have brought that one in. It's just not ready. And then, you know, so they kind of sit on the shelf and then you go back, you know, six months later and it's like, oh my gosh. I mean, the difference can be night and day, can't it? It can. Wine is, you know, wine is alive in a lot of ways and say, you know, they go through a stage right after bottling where they're kind of, you know, an unruly teenager. They're kind of, you know, angles and elbows and um, it takes a while for them to really kind of round out into the the being that they, you know, they will be. And it's amazing. We do a lot of library tastings as well with the wine club. And, you know, it's fun to see, you know, seven, eight, nine, ten years down the road, yeah. they can become something really magical. Oh, yeah, it is amazing. Now, let me ask you this. The Charles family got into winemaking. Why? 
My parents were actually growing grapes here in Anderson Valley. So they've been doing that, you know, for closing on 25 years. But, you know, we've been in agriculture for a long time. Okay. And I ended up in the wine business in Napa, met my husband who um, ended up in the Russian River. So we just kind of all brought it together. We all had this love of wine from different sides of the business. Yeah. So we brought it together for foresight. Do you get tired of Pinot? No. <laughs> Never. You may know that I rag on Pinot a lot. And it's yeah. it's not because it's not because I'm against Pinot. I'm against bad Pinot. And you know, unfortunately, there's a lot of bad Pinot out there. Yeah, one of the things that I'd like to tell people is that if you if you wanna be very comfortable with Pinot, there are certain places that you can go and Anderson Valley is one of them. And you could almost bet your life on the fact that the quality is gonna be there because it's a small area really, but I'm guessing, Christy, that if you're not cutting it as far as the quality of your Pinot, you're gonna get squeezed out. Yeah. Yeah. Anderson Valley, it's perfect. It's cold enough that you know, grows well. It is a small valley, you know, where as the crow flies, maybe only 10 miles from the ocean. Yeah. And, you know, we get that nice, the coastal influence that comes in through the fog down the Navarro River. So it's it's the perfect place to grow Pinot. Sorry, you can see my winery dog wandering around here. <laughs> yeah, Sasha, right? Sasha, yeah. All right. And you've got this river, which you just mentioned, that kind of runs up through the valley. And I imagine that just sucks the cool air in like a funnel, right? It does. And it's a very narrow valley with high, you know, the mountains on either side are two to 3,000 feet. Uh-huh. So the cold air settles, you know, you can think of it settling, right. you know. Well, it's like water. So it, we do actually contend with a lot of frost in the spring. That's the major challenge yeah. for us here. But otherwise, you know, the rest of the growing season is perfect for Pinot Noir and whites. We really can't ripen much, you know, beyond Pinot Noir. There's no Zinfandel or Cabernet really, you know, here in the Valley. So as far as what the future holds, you're open basically for business right now, but in a very different sort of way. Can you elaborate? Yes. Right now we are curbside only at Foresight. And we are working through the process of getting certified to reopen with Mendocino County. They have done a good job of making sure everybody is fully prepared to safely reopen. So we will eventually go to tastings, which will be by appointment and outdoor, which actually we have a beautiful view of the mountains behind us. So it won't be such a bad experience. But yeah, so we hope, you know, in the next few months. But um, right now we're curbside and, you know, of course we can ship. If you go to our website, there's some coupon codes and we can, you know, ship almost everywhere. Um, You know, we got some very, very bad news today about the number of uh, COVID-19 cases in California, 7,000. It was the largest single day ever in the state, and that's being replicated all over the place. So I really believe if if anybody thinks that things are going to change back to normal anytime soon, forget about it. It's not going to happen. If anything, there could be some very serious restrictions coming down the pipeline. I wouldn't be surprised by it, but I love the fact that you have, Christy, the opportunity to reinvent in some really wonderful ways because, you know, what we don't need to do is when we're in our, you know, social time to constantly focus on and call attention to this pandemic. I mean, we need to get a break from it. So I love the idea of being able to, you know, sit out on your patio or just look out over the vineyard and get away, escape from what is in our face all the time. Right. And I think people are ready, you know, just for a little mental break here in Mendocino, you know, we're only maybe 30 minutes from the ocean. So, you know, we are seeing people that want to come up and they want to just, you know, put their toes in the sand. They want to sit and see a vineyard and drink some wine and just have a moment away from everything that's, you know, happening in the universe. I want to come back and we'll talk a little bit more about
about that because you're in such a unique location there with so many different kinds of things that you can do there. So we'll talk about that in, in just a second. But uh, just so glad to have you on, Christy. Christy Charles, she's one of the family members. The Charles family created Foresight Wines uh, back in 06, and they're very, very highly respected for what they make. And I got more to talk to you about, Christy. I got a long list of stuff. Great. We might have to do a three-part series, okay? <laughs> All right. Okay. We're going to be back, folks, with more Grape Encounters, so stick with me. We're back with more Grape Encounters. Hey, please do us an enormous favor and like us on Facebook. It's the very best way to learn about other opportunities that we may not share on the broadcast. Also, join our mailing list on GrapeEncounters.com. Listeners on our contact list receive some exclusive opportunities. Become an insider. Enough said. Here's your wine captain, David Wilson. All right, uh, you may hear some snoring in the background, folks. Uh, that would be Sasha. She's not my guest today, but she is the child of Christy Charles. What is she? She is a lab whippet. We don't know what rescue dog, but she's in her little wine barrel bed behind me, happily having a nap. Oh, right she's now. draped over it, and <laughs> she looks like she's become too big for that bed. <laughs> she squeezes in. I, <laughs> yeah. She's Seems to like it. Well, it's funny because I'm sitting here when we were having the break. I showed you Henry, and he's just my adorable little friend. And so um, not too many interviews are done where both the guest and the host uh, have a dog in the room. (laughs) (laughs) But, you know, times have changed for sure, right? Now, uh, you guys in Anderson Valley, we talked about it. By the way, again, it's Christy Charles from Foresight Wines, uh, specializing in Pinot, but um, all vegan wines, too. We'll, we'll talk about that in, in just a second. But Anderson Valley has long been one of my favorite places to go, even long before I had this radio show, because first of all, in the springtime, there is not a more beautiful spot on earth. I mean, it is so lush and green and gorgeous there. Second, it's not overcrowded. It's, it's very, very rural. Third, the people are incredibly nice. Fourth, it's only just miles from the ocean, but you're in forest and oaks and all kinds of beautiful foliage all over the place. There's just so much to do there, right? You want to go river rafting, you're there. We just got a kayak. I mean, you you can do it all. Yeah. So what's going on right now? Are you starting to see visitors trickling in? I'm guessing that, you know, people might be taking day trips from, you know, the Bay Area. That would seem to me to be the most logical place that they'd be coming from. Is that the kind of traffic you're getting right now? Yes. It's, you know, slowly picking up for the summer. I think people want to go to the beach and want to get out of the house. So businesses here in Mendocino County um, are able to reopen after going through a certification process to make sure that it's safe. And, you know, they have we have all the proper protocols in place. And so, yeah, we're starting to see people come in just, you know, looking looking for a break. Yeah. And, and I would just make the suggestion to all of our listeners, and it doesn't even apply just to wine. It just applies to your life right now. Get the pandemic out of your head. It will do nothing but damage to you. I mean, yes, you have to be conscious of it. Yes, you got to play by the rules. You got to do everything you possibly can to protect yourself, your neighbors, your friends, your family. But 
you also need to start building a new life, I think. And so, you know, when you go to places like Anderson Valley, you know, don't make it all about escaping the pandemic. Make it about discovering something panoramic. How's that? Ah, beautiful. (laughs) Exactly. There are limited hotels and lodging there where you're at. You probably have a lot of Airbnbs there, I'm going to guess. We do. There are a lot of vacation rentals in the area. Actually, Hendywood State Park, we have a state park here with one of the last remaining stands of old growth redwoods. Um, And they have something, I think, in the neighborhood of 90 campsites. Of course, they're not filling, you know, everything. um, But they're open. But they're open now. Yeah, I believe they're open now um, at a limited basis. And you mentioned redwoods. The state Stands of redwoods in the Anderson Valley are just stunning. And there's that last, I don't know, maybe it's like the last 15 miles before you get to the coast that you are just in the densest redwood forest you could possibly imagine. And you don't ever want to come out, right? Yeah. The Navarro River redwoods, it's as you exit Anderson Valley and head toward Mendocino, it's this preserve along the, the Navarro River. And it's just both sides of the road, redwood forest. Oh, yeah. It's just like you're going through a tunnel. It's absolutely breathtaking. And the temperature drops radically when you get into the forest. And then you come out the other side and you're, you know, at the ocean. In the valley, it can be sometimes even oppressively warm, which is great for the grapes. But the temperature changes from, you know, that you experience in just a a small distance is extraordinary, isn't it? It is, yeah. Do you go to the beach much? Or the ocean, I I should say? Yeah. Yeah, cuz yeah, you we you, do. you well, got you got a little one, right? So We have a 5-year-old. So yes, it is a good family activity to, you know, get us a few hours of outside time and he digs for hours and hours. All right, there, there was something a, a third thing. I said there were two, but there are actually three things that I thought were significant about the barrel tasting that you guys are doing and I failed to mention it, and that is the price tag. You're charging just 30 bucks. Yeah. Is it, yeah. Is it We th- wanted it to be accessible, um, you know, to everyone. They're mini bottles, so you know, we saw these earlier, um, yeah. little one piece sevens and you know, we wanted it to just be something people can hop on, you know, they don't have to invest, you know, three, four hundred dollars in a flight of wines. Right. And, you know, they get a chance to kind of try it and do a real tasting at home. Do you know of other fellow winemaking families or wineries that are doing either something similar or doing some things that you think are real standout that are are different than just the, you know, the sort of, um, I hate to call it stale, but it is getting a little bit stale, just the the typical uh, virtual tasting. And I shouldn't, you know what, Christy, I shouldn't say that because a lot of wineries are, are doing some great stuff. I mean, they're taking you on winery tours, you get to actually talk face to face with people you wouldn't normally get you know there's there's a lot of good there but i just i'm looking for some new and creative things to talk about because we do this every week and my list of things that i can share with folks is much smaller right at the moment so we're looking for inspiration but anyway uh any any thoughts about that yeah definitely um i think you know a lot of wineries are doing the you know the wine packages one neat twist that i've seen is including a coravin you know sampling device so yeah, you can actually yeah. just take a little sample from each bottle so you can do the tasting and not have to open you know the entire flight of wine um, which is nice and as far as other interesting things I don't think anyone else that I've seen is doing a barrel tasting like 
we are. No, I haven't, I haven't seen that. I've yet to see that. Oh, trust but me. I, trust me. After this show, everybody's going to be doing it. Great. <laughs> right. <laughs> yeah. I think it'll be more fun for the wine drinker. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, it's. It, I think that that's what I loved about it is the idea that it's something that you know, as a regular consumer, that's a hard thing to experience. You know, you not everybody does it, and, and especially the way life has been up to this point. When you're out on a Saturday or a Sunday and you're going to wineries, one of the reasons that you're not getting to do that many barrel tastings is because there's a lot of people out there and a lot of competition for the attention of the tasting room staff. So I just think this is really, really super wonderful. Wineries and vineyards are such interesting places with generally so many things to see that you don't even realize exist on these properties. And there's uh, so many folks like you that have interesting little uh, either sanctuaries or maybe it's a little pond or whatever it is, but your secret little place, right? Those are, I think, fun things to experience online. But if I wanted to come to the Anderson Valley this weekend, let's say, okay, and there's a lot of uh, focus on the number of new cases out there there uh, with the virus. But I can go up there. I think I can rent an Airbnb now. I can stay at certain you know, lodging locations. By the way, I monitor lodging prices all over this. And there are deals out there like you can't scream and do, right? Absolutely. So you come and maybe you pull in on Friday night, grab a room or an Airbnb. There are some great sort of down-home eateries there, right? places to eat, you know, so country breakfast, and then you make a reservation to, uh, now when are you going to be doing tastings by reservation? When will that start? So we don't have a firm date right now. We're working through the process of certification, you know, with the county, but there are a handful of wineries that are up and going and you can either go to their websites or talk the reservation website. Actually, most of the wineries in Anderson Valley that will be doing tastings, we're all going to have our reservation information on that website. So visitors can just go to one place and then they can plan their trip. Oh, that's perfect. That's great. And then I guess there will be a description of what would be available at those wineries and locations. Exactly. Yes. And it seems a lot of what's happening here is outdoor. I mean, as you mentioned, it's beautiful in Anderson Valley. So we're able to do outdoor tastings right now while the weather is nice and, you know, views of the vineyard, views of the mountains, views of um, trees and redwoods and all the good stuff. Anderson Valley tasting, it's always been a very uncrowded, very relaxed experience. Um, you know, in the wintertime, there's often, you know, a group or two with, you know, the winemaker, the owner. Yeah. So it's, you know, for us, moving to appointments is kind of a natural thing. We've got a little bit more time that we can spend with you, Christy. And I, I want to talk vegan when we come back, if that's okay. Absolutely. That is near and dear to your heart, right? Yes. Okay. We are talking to Christy Charles. Uh, She and her family founded and run Foresight Wines in the Anderson Valley. We'll be back with more Grape Encounters right after this. Today's edition of Grape Encounters is brought to you by Total Wine and More. Every week, we encourage you to look beyond the ordinary and seek the extraordinary. That's why you definitely want to check out Winery Direct at Total Wine and More. These products are identified by the yellow shelf tag in the store or online. The selection includes more than 2,000 of their 8,000 wines, and you could be confident that you're getting the highest quality wines produced by some of the world's most renowned winemakers at the best price. Winery Direct is one of the many things that makes Total Wine & More so unique. Order today at TotalWine.com. We'll be back with more Grape Encounters Radio right after this. We've got to take a breather for a minute or two. Don't go away. Remember, if we don't let the wine breathe, 
it's impossible for the show to be done in good taste. All right, well, I have made it my mission to try to find some experiences for you that are a little different than what you're running into as you try to reclaim your freedom and enjoyment of wine, all the while wearing a mask. (laughs) But I got a really nice piece of correspondence from Christy Charles, who has been on our show a few years back, Foresight Wines in the Anderson Valley, and doing something really different, doing a barrel tasting, a virtual barrel tasting, that is, where they're taking wine that has not been bottled yet and sending it in, um, you know, small bottles and you get to experience it before it is fully matured and talk about it with the winemaker. We're doing three tiny bottles, as you mentioned. This is like a pour for two people. Then a Zoom tasting in our cellar where a winemaker will go through all the barrels and we'll talk about the blends and the year. So yeah, it'll be the best approximation we can get to being here in person doing a barrel. This is something that I'm definitely going to do myself. I just want to see how this shakes out, but I'm really excited about experiencing that. Let's jump over to a topic which has really put a special stamp on your wines, and uh, that stamp says vegan, and that's a pretty difficult thing to do when it comes to making wines. Why vegan, first of all? So we have just an overriding philosophy of letting nature do the work. You know, wine was made very naturally for many, many, you know, thousands of years. Yeah before we invented packaged yeast and sterile filtration and, you know, things that most wineries do nowadays. So, you know, we kind of call it traditionally produced. We just want to make sure that we are taking our vineyard, letting the wild yeast do its work, all the wild cultures that live here, only our own fruit. And then we don't use any animal products to to clarify or fine the wine before it, you know, goes into bottle. We're completely unfined and unfiltered. I imagine that when people discover Foresight Wine and learn that they are vegan, that there is a lot of excitement from those who live a vegan lifestyle. I know that with my little tasting room, people will come in, do you have any vegan wine? And if you do, which we do, their eyes just light up because they're not easy to find. But it's got to be growing quite a bit. I mean, but we do see words like organic, natural, biodynamic. Can you take a moment to sort that out for folks who might not have a clear sense of what each of those means? Yes. Go for uh, it. I hope so anyway. <laughs> okay. So, you know, there's two different sides to wine. We do in the vineyard, um, which you'll see sometimes, you know, made with organically grown grapes, you know, and there's what's done in the winery. So generally what most people are using for, you know, organic or biodynamic means that their vineyard is farmed that way. It doesn't have much to do typically with the winery unless you see organic wine or, you know, biodynamic deal um, for the wine. So they're kind of the two separate sides. So you have to read that fine print when you're looking for something specific. For us, you know, we are the first ones in the U.S. that I find that put suitable for vegetarians and vegans on the back label. Yeah, And we also list our ingredients, which, you know, usually is a couple of things, grapes being the the main. And by the way, let's come back to that because that's something that's really high on my priority list this topic of listing ingredients. And uh, we'll come back to that, but uh, I'll let you finish. Yeah. So I was saying, you know, usually if a winery is touting organic, biodynamic, vegan, you know, it will be somewhere on the label, but you do have to turn it around and, you know, read the back and read the fine print. But, you know, and it's just for us as vintners, it's, 
you know, taking our personal philosophy on, you know, how we should craft a product and, you know, putting that through into bottle, which is the fun part about wine, you know, is we get to do that and people drink it and love it. And we first and foremost focus on making good wines, of course, at Foresight. They have to be delicious. And then they also just happen to be a steak grown and, you know, vegan, naturally produced, uh, minimal additives, etc. How much have you seen the demand for vegan wines increase over recent years? We've definitely seen an increase of in people that know, you know, that wine, you know, cannot be vegan. You know, when we first started, people didn't realize that there were animal products in wine yeah. in the first place. Yeah. And we actually have pretty savvy customers because there is a um, vegan restaurant and kind of resort on the Mendocino coast. So I think we saw more than most, you know, more consumers that understood that there could be animal products in wine. But now, I mean, there's an article, it seems, every few months about, about vegan wines and animal-derived products. So I think the general wine drinker is getting a little more savvy about yeah. kind of what goes into wines. We only have a couple of minutes left, but you touched on something. I don't want to let that slip past us. And it's the concept of having ingredients on the bottle. There are some big names in the wine industry that have pushed for changes in that area. If you go and you buy a frozen dinner at the grocery store... And and look at the ingredients panel, there's going to be 500 different things in it. You can legally put more than 200 ingredients in wine and not disclose it. But you know what? I can taste a lot of that stuff. And I don't know what I'm tasting some of the time. And I would be very much in favor of disclosing ingredients. When did you guys decide to do that and why? So 2010 was our first bottling where we did ingredients labeling. Yeah. And shortly thereafter, the vegan vegetarian statement. And we have a small child. We read labels. We read what's in our foods when we buy it at the store. And to us, you know, having been in the wine business, it's always kind of surprised us that consumers didn't really have access to that information, what went into this product they're going to consume. So we felt like full transparency about what we do in, you know, in the winery is important. Yeah. I'm so glad you're doing it. Are there others in Anderson Valley that you've seen that are following suit? No, not here. I know there are fruit producers doing vegan wines as well, not really advertising it much, but none none doing ingredients labeling. Yeah. I had a great conversation a few years back with Paul Draper at Ridge, and he's like a huge proponent of full disclosure. And it just to me, was such a refreshing conversation. It's funny that as things become more and more advanced, at least as I see it in the wine industry, there is a very strong movement backwards toward much more natural products, much more homegrown and kind of uncomplicating it in a way, right? And right. I, and, and it's, it's funny how sometimes we have to go so far in one direction to realize that we've gone too far. Hey, listen, Christy, we are completely out of time. For people that want to sign up for the uh, barrel tasting, they've still got t- plenty of time to do it, right? They do, yes. Um, until it sells out, they're available at foresightwines.com, which is F-O-U-R-S-I-G-H-T, and then wine plural. Yeah, so just go there and you can, I guess, sign up, pay, register, the whole schmagiggy. And again, it's Foresight Wines, F-O-U-R-S-I-G-A-T Wines. Check them out. Very safe bet and a very fun group of uh, family members who run this wonderful place. That's going to do it for Grape Encounters this week. And I'll, you know, as long as I don't catch that uh, dreaded COVID-19, I'll be here next week. I promise. (laughs) We'll see you then. I want to remind you that Grape Encounters Radio has been brought to you by Total Wine and More. You know, when you sell over 8,000 wines under one roof, you're going to meet consumers from every walk of life with different tastes and needs. 
Luckily, Total Wine has everybody covered with their nearly endless selection of wines to choose from, plus a variety of ways to shop. They even have in-store pickup and contactless curbside pickup, so you're in and out in a flash. From your favorite picks to rare finds, there's always something new to discover at Total Wine & More. Order today at TotalWine.com. 